I want this to be so good. I want it to be good so bad. This is the first thing we've ever reviewed that we were like down on, though. I know. It's um, I mean, it's tough. It's really tough. It's a bummer. And just know, we want, we want to be brought in on this show. We want. Yes, to, we want I'm, to become fans. We're yes, we're fr- yeah. we're so frustrated because we, we really want to be. want to love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to that episode. Was we are sickle. In this episode, we will be offering opinions and reactions to the Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 5, Artings. Uh, The series was developed by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. This episode was written by Justin Doble, and it was directed by Wayne Chi Yip, as so many of them are. All of them, maybe? Yeah. Except for the first two. Except the first two. Great. Um, I am here with my co-hosts, um, and I will begin with, of course, my esteemed associate, Lisa K. Weber. What's Hello, up, girl? It is I. Your Lisa nails look fabulous. Oh, thanks. They're my vampy Love Halloween it. nails. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, our resident owner of a map of Mordor that I think hangs beside her bed. It's Claire yes, Thorne. That is me, and it does hang by my bed. Beautiful. Really yes. lovely. Uh, Justin Penniston, who is our other resident mega L-O-T-R nerd. Indeed okay. I am. Good to Although see I you. I have no maps on my bedroom walls. Well, whose fault is that? Oh, I'm I'm disappointed in myself and <laughs> all of you are as well. <laughs> but not as disappointed as we are in Philip Kelly. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Honestly, that's like that's like the standard, I think. That's like the gold standard of where Listen, it only it just this is the way that it all went down. It's okay. And never right. disappointed in Phil. He's yeah. the reason that this show is cut and exists and bless his heart because this is a show to edit. <laughs> no, everything's sticking. I'm using that everything. That is a good introduction. <laughs> That's a good introduction. <laughs> Welcome that. to Popsicle. This is a show to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I say it with love. All right, listen. Um, you guys know, and anybody listening to this probably knows, there is a unbelievable amount of things that happen in this episode um so much that i actually i just can't uh evil white flowy robe guy uh the stranger i guess learning language but also freezing nori's hand the story of the elven tree and the Balrog and how the elves are dying, but then Doran's secret 
uh, Mithril is the answer to saving the elves, which also is weird because I'm pretty sure that he made Elrond promise on his life not to tell, but then is like not really that mad about it. And the humans have mutinied and are heading to swear their allegiance to Adar, who we now know is definitely not Sauron. And Galadriel somehow uh, convinces the queen to let her board a ship to Middle-earth and lead an army that includes Halrond and also the kid who got kicked out of the sailory, but now is back because he saved a criminal's life. <laughs> um what the actual fuck <laughs> this is um i love punch. this because like i did this i did the same exact thing the last episode i like broke down the ridiculousness of what was get what was going on with galatriel and ended with the same what the actual fuck <laughs> this is after i've watched the episode twice Somehow the second time I left being even more unclear <laughs> about what's happening. And it's a really interesting way to present television, right? There are so many characters right now. Too many so characters. Many. Too way too many way too mm -hmm. many yeah i have way too many and I, there's so many that i can't be invested in any of them in any meaningful way mm -hmm. um and also i really struggle with how any of them coalesce with each other as somebody who is you know a superficial at best fan of Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> I'm such, I'm like, literally I was sitting down to watch the episode knowing that this is the one for me to moderate. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like I'm going to present what happens <laughs> in the episode to the best of my ability <laughs> and then just see what everybody thought about it well you know I'm go. with you you know that I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm in the same exact boat as you. And honestly, I think at this point, we're all yeah. kind of on this boat here's with you. The thing. Because it's like I I realized there was part of I realized part of my dislike of Galadriel by the end of this episode. It's when she gets on the boat at the end and she's all so like proud of herself and high on her own supply. Mm -hmm. And she's walking past these soldiers that she's conscripted into this service on very shaky ground. And mm -hmm. they're, they're practically children mm -hmm. and it's not addressed at mm -hmm. all that yeah. like this, and I know this is the reality of war, but the fact that she's so proud of herself in this moment, that she's conscripted these children who've yeah. never fought in any war before to go and battle like orcs mm -hmm. and potentially get just straight up massacred mm -hmm. for her own, like, I know we're supposed to like really believe in her like in her mission 
of like defeating evil but then the scene she has with Halbrand where she's like they're trying to like deepen her character in this scene and it fell completely flat for me totally like I didn't get to know her any better she mm -hmm. still makes no sense to me as a character. Mm -hmm. I still have no connection to her mm -hmm. and I feel no love for her. Um, yeah. I feel like she's almost like the antagonist here, you know? And yeah. also it's like, I was noticing a general thing where it's like, we talk about these dire consequences. Like all these characters are talking about these dire consequences, mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't get this, I don't get the urgency of these. Yeah. Like I don't get any like clear picture of what these of what the dire consequence is. Yeah. Um and I don't feel <clears throat> I don't feel like the immediacy of it. And so that's why like just none of it is is lining up. Yeah. None of it. And to to talk for a second about like the the elves, I was like what? Mm -hmm. like what that yeah. made z like I had to re-watch the whole origin story and of Mithril and I had to like try and like parse this like oh this tree is rotting so the elves are so the elves souls are fading away mm -hmm. and everyone's like Elrond is there Mithril did they find Mithril and he's like, well, I promised not to tell, which is essentially him saying, yes, they yes. found Mithril. Like him saying, I promised not to tell is essentially saying, like, is essentially telling. So I was like. There seems I, it, to be no politics 101 in. Elf, and they're all kingdoms. like, yeah. And they all accept this, like, oh, I, his, his excuse of, I promised not to tell. No one is picking up on the fact that that means that the dwarves definitely found Mithril. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, well, it would be really great if you told us. Yeah. It's like, he just did. <laughs> and I love that he's also like, you know, my honor. And this dude is like, I hear you we're um gonna disappear into nothingness so like i get it well and 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 he goes with it don't be like your mom yeah which oh to bring out the nerd <laughs> in this bring it bring it freaking annoys me it's the first thing that they've done with any element of the story where i'm like no that you didn't need to do that because a she was not Elrond should absolutely emulate his mother she was a badass hero you know she she was awesome and I don't know I did I did some diving into that because I couldn't really remember her entire story but it it's always important to me in any Lord of the Rings thing when they're talking about female characters there's so few of them to begin with. So few. So few. And, and, and not in the show. I'm not saying that, obviously. Right. But to go back into the canon and pick out a mother figure and use her very casually to try to influence Elrond in a way that makes her his mother seem 
weak and making bad decisions, right? Like, nope, nope, you don't do that. You can't, you, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, th that was minor, kind of. I mean, not really. Mm, no, no. Because I don't especially know how many if it's like, don't be it. like her and make bad decisions. Like, how long have you known about the, you, he picks up the deteriorating <laughs> leaf episodes ago. Episode one. Yeah. Maybe you should have brought it up then. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to take a wild guess and just be like, it's Galadriel. Let's get her out of here. And that's going to solve the problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, air being like, you know, and I don't know why he's keep they kept it from Elrond to begin with. Yeah, like I don't understand the purpose of the subterfuge. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, it's subterfuge like, for subterfuge's sake. It, it's just yeah. it's tension for tension's sake. It they think they need to have some shenanigans happening, and I was at least grateful that that Elrond did not then go and continue shenanigans <laughs> like you you were talking lisa about how easily it's resolved and there's no stakes and i agree with that but i would rather there be no stakes than have elrond go and start being a spy for the, yeah you know i mm -hmm. i i appreciated at least that they show in this relationship that he just sits down with Jern and they have an open honest conversation Me yeah too. i do yeah. appreciate yeah, like the consistency like I do appreciate the consistency of their relationship. I don't know that it makes um, the story any better, but no. And I, speaking from the nerd contingency, is the nerd contingency <laughs> Justin and myself? And then mm -hmm. um, Philip is like half elven. So you guys are like fully human. <laughs> Justin and I are elves and Philip is half so, elven. See, see, here I am. Here I am a disappointment again from both no, sides. No, but I'm half like, elven is Wait a minute, I'm okay. not a human. You told me that I was the rising evening star. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true, I didn't say that. I, Can't take I it back now. Well, but, I'm but, horrible with my But the even star, she chooses mortality. Yes. Okay, well, yes. I can see... Well, I can see why. Elven and she chooses mortality. See, <laughs> yeah. and, and Elrond's mother, you know, we've already talked about his father going and becoming basically like the shepherd of the stars or whatever. Like he becomes a star. And that whole process is something that, you know, affects their relationship, obviously. Elrond's <laughs> mother is, is also half elven. Am I correct, Justin? Who's half elven? Elrond's mother, Elwyn. Elwyn, yes, she is. She's, she's half, half Elwyn. She's she's the granddaughter of Baron Eluthian. Yes. And she essentially joins him in like what she understands to be like a death trip. Like she knows like supporting him and doing this good right thing is probably going to be the end of her life as she knows it. Um, she chooses to be immortal when she gets the chance, though. That's kind of delightful, too, because she wants to hang out and wait for her husband to come visit her. Kind of like Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. Yeah, yeah it okay. is, eventually. <laughs> it's a weird thing to connect. But all of that to say that from, from the nerd side of the conversation, yes, everything... Um, I think Kelly Sue and Lisa that you're saying, I think are all absolutely valid issues with how they're presenting the story because it is, I'm not, I am not being sold by the stakes 
of this either or how people get to the positions that they're suddenly or the motivations yeah or their motivations mm, or so i i'm i will admit that i probably at about a 70 percent um 70 percent of my watching the show right now is just enjoying middle earth and the characters who i know and loyalty and getting (laughs) and getting to enjoy just like pegging back into the appendices and the story and 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 hope there so then there's 70 percent of that and there's about 20 percent just hope that we're finally going to hone in on some characters and some story moments that really connect me to them because i'm still feeling oh i'm poppy's little song like if we could have just had an episode that that song ended up being like the climactic emotional moment and it was just centered on the Harfoots, you would have me. I would have been done. I'm good. Yeah. I don't know if that's the solution, just like slowing it down and, and giving us standalone episodes focused on. Well, it would have made, it would have been, you know, and it's, there's always, I think it's always worth, chatting about obviously what's not working but then also you know being an exploration around like how could this have worked right mm-hmm. and I think it's that a like, game I'm, to it's a fun game to it's play a fun game like, I think it would have been really awesome to have the Galadriel story be the leading story so we get more time to understand why she's so hell-bent on this you know, because we're being asked as an audience to use material from the very first episode as the entire basis for why we care about what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, frankly, and her story hasn't evolved from that. It hasn't. No, right. It's it still right. in the same place. So it's like, if we could, you know, if her story was like, she's not growing to. Yeah, she keeps getting her way. That's why she's not growing. Exactly. That's yeah. that's yeah. I and that was like the last episode too. It was like she just keeps getting her way. So there's no growth to the character. Right. She and, doesn't and, learn anything. And regardless yeah. of anybody's any viewer's level of nerddom, the biggest connection anyone is going to have to Galadriel is how she's presented in Peter Jackson's movies. Yeah. And you have to start, I think, as a, a writer of this character with explaining why, in very clear terms, she isn't that person in, you know, to begin uh, yeah. with. And, and I, I I'm don't not know, sure they're I don't fully giving that. us that. I don't know if we need that simply because we can, we can get, we have the benefit of this is thousands of years before that. She's not the same person. I think we, we're all along for that ride. I think as long as she starts moving in a direction that makes sense to us. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think the problem is that we I, I don't get, get where she's saying. starting from. I'm just I think the problem agreeing. is that she's not going anywhere. Huh? I said, I get what you're saying. I'm just not agreeing fully. <laughs> no, I get it, but I... Yeah, she's not going anywhere, and I wouldn't expect her to, but I, I don't feel like the story they've given us very rapidly in the first third of the, the first episode hmm. helps us understand it hasn't shown us how she like what reasons she has for being manipulative and and you know just a lot of the things that i think we're seeing mm-hmm. 
character. Um, and if we had more time with her and the story was and and what the story that they were telling in this season was a little more simple, we might not need to be shown that. You know what, Justin? Yeah, right. And Justin, I think maybe what I'm missing is other people, other characters in the story telling us what they what we see mm. in Galadriel, also recognizing what and not I'm just people she's just met, right? Like I and I mm-hmm. get that, you know, Gil Galad and Elrond were, you know, saying certain things, but that all felt like like they're trying to get her to do what they want, right? Yeah. And are not actually concerned with how she's acting or what she's doing. Um, yeah. Her, her former, you know, colleagues who she tried to take into, you know, beyond the wall, um, into the north, <laughs> they all, you know, stood up to her, but but no one's really sitting down and going, hey, here's here's what you're doing. No one's talking to her, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No one's having a real conversation with her. And we said in the last episode, we really needed, we, we were saying Muriel at the time, we really needed someone to have that conversation with her. We need to get, we needed to really get where these people were coming from. And the, what Galadriel says to Halbrand, when she's basically like, look, you know, my, the people I love most in the world are incapable of distinguishing me from the evil I want to fight. And I I know that, I see that, and I, I don't know what to do about it. Like, mm-hmm. that revelation, that, that character beat should have happened in the second episode. Yeah. We could have had that conversation in the second episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that would, have, that would have put us on course with her journey. Yeah, and we should have had that said to her stronger, more strongly by other people than just her saying it, I think, yes. as well. Just like there needed to be. Because it's kind of annoying that she knows it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's annoying that she knows it and still behaves the way that she does. Like, it's like, so she had, that's that's part of that scene is like, okay, so this is supposed to be this big revelation about her, right? That she's like, that she sees this or that she sees what other, or that she knows what other people see or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, she it doesn't change any of her behaviors for the rest of the episode she's still all like like i said she's still all like hawkish and proud of herself at the end of the episode like yeah not- i mean the she looked great in that armor though yeah that's pretty cool. yeah, <laughs> she looked great like in the that- armor but i was also like she's walking onto the ship all majestic and everything and i'm like what is this majestic shit about yeah exactly it was totally unearned yeah i was like well Everything that has happened in Numenor has been unearned. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. am I supposed to believe that Kemen decided to blow up ships against his father's wishes? His mm-hmm. father gave it, you know, his father's one of the one of the few characters who I totally get on this show. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 100%. And, mm-hmm. But I'm supposed to believe that he did this for Aarian? Yeah, well, I don't know why she doesn't want them to go. We have no, yeah, there's no exactly. explanation. Like all of a sudden, she's opposed to this. Yeah, and, and, with and no explanation as to why. Yeah, right. and and it can't be a connection to him because they've talked to each other for five seconds. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and she straight up says to him, "I don't know you." In the previous episode, <laughs> I yeah, with you. I don't know you, and now they're holding hands, and she's like, "Convince your father," and so like we're also. <laughs> we're also pressed up against the time issue in this show again because if you ask me between last episode and this episode in the southlands one day has passed 
Mm. However, when we watch the Harfoots travel, clearly. Oh, good Lord, they went all over. It's a montage. The the map by my bed, they've gone all over it. Like they've they've been down and then they went up through the the Mm -hmm. dead marshes that aren't the dead marshes yet. And they started the old forest, which I thought was kind of cool. And then I guess, you know, Kevin and Arian have been doing this long enough to have a relationship. And Kevin and Kevin's nose is so open that he's going to blow up ships commit treason you know what i'm saying like and so i'm, I'm bothered by all of this mm-hmm. yeah and well, then and I, can i add just into your i have my first nitpick about the production value as well because it rang really wrong to me that the representation of numenor and its its capabilities is to get three very like these ships are no bigger than like the early viking ships from the mm-hmm. viking show right like they're those are not this is not a huge fighting force at all i'm assuming because like, she said five ships and 500 men so i'm assuming it's not three ships yeah, but then there's, men. yeah i would assume but what is that that's not three okay but like building upon this note of production I value i was also sitting here being like in that same scene with all the soldiers in their armor i was like are they wearing long sleeve shirts that are silk screened with the pattern of the armor? Oh, I have to take a closer look at that. Uh, yeah, they I totally like, are. I, I like the way the armor looks. So maybe I have to go back and look. <laughs> no, I didn't, There's I didn't the notice. sleeves um, are uh-huh. shirts that are silk screened with the scalloped pattern of the armor. Well, that makes sense God, because they yeah. had to get ready to go to battle really goddamn fast. Yeah, and, well, and luckily there was an old maybe. Except (laughs) Galadriel had time to, and admittedly, this was like my favorite scene of the whole show. You know, she has time to have, you know, frolicky sword training with the the men of of Numenor. I Um, hope she paid for that vendor's like stall or store or whatever that they tore up doing that. But yeah, okay. But like... Muriel's father tells her you can't go to don't go to Middle Earth it's bad and the, the whole reason she was accepting it is it's kind of following her father and the omen and like we don't even get to see the conflict in her after that do you know what I'm saying we don't even get mm-hmm. to deal with with that and am I the only one who thinks Isildur is a much less interesting character if he's already kind of corrupt than if he was somebody yeah. who was incorruptible and then later gets corrupted by the One Ring Yeah, you know what I mean like it doesn't. It doesn't make the ring seem powerful if it doesn't have much to do to push him towards corruptibility. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, mm-hmm. none of none of these Numenorean men feel like anybody. Feel like they're going to be really anybody of any import because again, they've so diminished Numenor now, mm-hmm. at least in this moment. Mm-hmm. As a kid reading these books, <sighs> the character of, of Elendil loomed really large for me. I was like, this is Aragorn's great, 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 great grandpappy. And, you know, this is, that's his sword he's using. Grandpappy. And, <laughs> like, I, I loved that. I thought he was, you know, I want to, f- I loved Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn. I loved oh, him. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Him. And he I need somebody really- to bring that sort of awesomeness to this role. And I'm, I'm not trying to shit on the actors. I'm, I'm really not. I really Mm-mm. feel like more no. than anything else is just, there's just so much mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they've decided to forego 
the character and the motivation uh-huh. and make, giving us reasons for all this shit happening. I don't know why half of what's going on is going on. Yeah. And that, yeah. Same. that makes it's, me it's, sad. It's, yeah, also, it is sad. It's a, a, it's a disaster and it's it sad. Is a disaster. Yeah. Just we so have not least... heard from Phil. No, we haven't. He hasn't said anything. Did you I like just, it, Phil? Feels like, <laughs> Are you just not interested this in this? This is the most amazing time? show ever. What's wrong with all of you? No. Um, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Like, when I watch, I, I have to watch like I'm a 13-year-old boy again to really enjoy the show. I have to turn off my logical brain and be like, fantasy. <laughs> and so, and, and on, on that level, I can kind of, you know, enjoy what I'm seeing. But my big issue with the show which has kind of been brought up a little bit already and which I, I talked about a little bit last time is they are sacrificing development for surprising us later on yeah. they could have brought up the the daughter the fact that the daughter didn't like elves two episodes ago and we could have been dealing with that on a dramatic level that could have been her introduction that could have been her introduction it would have been amazing to see her be the sort of standout among her family and that there's that conflict right away instead two episodes later after she's done literally nothing as a character nothing. then suddenly i don't like elves and it's like well how did that enhance the story it didn't because we don't get to yeah. see that as part of the character to influence and affect the other characters around her and mm-hmm. that's that's my issue yeah. with most not every character right because i think um elrond and Doran are great they like yeah. we got to know them right away they were open about who they were to each other they are. Mm-hmm. we we yeah. got to deal with who they were right away nori and poppy mm-hmm. we know we knew who they were right away and we care about them we care about and these four characters conflicts exactly yeah. because the the story isn't mm-hmm. deciding to hide it from us the, the writers the creators aren't deciding to hide it from us until a point in which they're going to surprise it and we're going to be surprised by it and then oh my god where did this come from conflict well not really because we don't care like it, it and I'm seeing that happen with a lot of the characters. Like you were saying, Justin, Galadriel, if this had been mentioned, or Claire, you were saying, if it had been mentioned early on that they couldn't see her from the bad guys anymore, that would have been dramatic. They would have given us conflict. Instead, four episodes later, after she does literally, she's just a like a horrible bulldozer around her. A bulldozer, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like a uh, wrecking ball. This is like... Uh, you know, Katy Perry's song in action. And, and even uh, that it's a Miley Cyrus song. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Sorry, Miley Cyrus. Apologies. And even the whole like explanation that Galadriel comes to is really kind of hard to take as well because it's, we haven't really been shown how she's that either. Like she has not, she's been annoying and privileged and, and annoying. And a bully. I mean, to compare her to the things that she is fighting, that's a whole other order of, mm-hmm. of Except manipulation that... and evil. And I don't, I don't feel that, like she's not, and I'm saying this is like, it's a kind of a negative of the story writing as well, because I don't think they've really committed to making her that Mm-mm. for the well, change. Either. They also haven't given us villains where that comparison matters. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 
I, I want to love this so much. I love <laughs> Lord of the Rings yeah. so much. And, uh, and, and we should point out, yeah. because we like Elrond and Durin. We like that, you know, we like that story. You know, we don't like, actually, no, we like those characters. I don't know if we like that story. Like the characters, like characters. yeah. yeah. Um, I think we like the story of the Southland. I think we like Arendir and Bronwyn yeah. and Adar and the yeah, orcs. The and that, I think I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I love, I, again, I love the character of Arendir, but mm-hmm. the larger story of the Southlands, I'm not at like this episode. I, yeah. I, I was not feeling that storyline either. Well, the problem was um, it was kind of predictable. I, I literally said the South, the Southlands are going to go, they're going to go belly up in our last episode mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> and i mean like bronwyn's like yeah. you know oh uh, they really lip flop i, I was really, just like Meh. i really why loved her because it's, it's, it's unmotivated yeah we don't know enough about yeah. her or why yeah. she would like, yeah what does she care about you know the fact I that can't... a mother cares about her son that doesn't mean anything yeah know? yeah like, that's a given you know well and like, i can't quite gauge what her relationship with is with erin deer yet because it I keep thinking, oh, okay, well, they're closer than they, oh, no, wait, am I waiting for them to acknowledge they're, they're the hots for each other or like, or is it just, he has the hots for her or do they already, yeah. like, I think she's got the, they're hots not being for, very clear about it. Yeah. They, no. we need to have some moments where, where each of those characters can separately define what yeah. they are to each other and what <laughs> wall there might be between them for us to care about them coming together. Like, I want to care about them coming together. I want to have yeah. my little soap opera, you know, that, moment. And, and the, the first kiss. The, and like we said right away, there is too much going on to deal with any of this. Right. To give anything it's the individual care. Because I don't even know how much she and her son actually care about each other. Yeah. They've, they've had conversations. You know, uh, she's they like killed little, an orc she's, together. She's That's pretty much all him, they've done. Like, out, but I've never <laughs> yeah. really seen. I feel her... like they're going for this whole like, you know, living in the south is is hard a hard sure. life. So they're hard yeah. people. So they don't express yeah. it much. And I can buy into that. But as long as you build that into the story, yeah, yeah I don't get it. Or, you know or, what I'm saying? You have to build that into us, the story. Give us some more characters to get to know in this community the way i feel about <laughs> do we want more characters <laughs> no oh my no. god no. no no not we're more. full up <laughs> but we need to understand that this is a legitimate community of people right, that's well, where i'm kind of missing the... they need and that's out. the thing that sucks too about yeah. this sorry phil you go ahead because you haven't well, no, said no I, I i maybe i was about to agree with you they need to parse out some of these stories so we can give yeah. us more characters mm-hmm. in the Southland that make sense or they, so they can spend a little yeah. time. I loved the idea of like episodes that focus like almost solely on one arc. Like totally. uh, instead of like this one in particular was like, let's jam every arc into this episode. And it was a total mess. And there was, was like no focus orc. to it. Yeah, I, like- I have to say, I actually don't think that there's too many characters. I just don't think that they're doing the work with the characters they have. No, no. I mean, they're, I they're would needs- also like take the moment where what's his ass? Like, I don't even know anybody's fucking name. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> the old man. Waldreg. 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 Thank you. Yeah. That guy. He could be an interesting character. He could be could interesting. Be. He could be. Here's, what's, here's what this is like one of these tweaks where it's like so simple. Like, even if this, if he had started as like a really sweet guy, 
mm. who was a little bit like, I don't really know about this whole orc thing. I feel like I want to be this way towards elves or even just sort of like hesitant. Just towards elves. He would have been feel. a really sweet man at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The moment that we get in this episode would have meant something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's like, none of it means anything because none of it is surprising. Of course, we know this guy is going to go and be like, I pledge my allegiance to Sauron. That's who you are, right? Like, yeah. What? I almost, <laughs> I almost feel, I almost feel like Erendir and Bronwyn should be the main story. And yeah. that, that as we progress through this season, we started to see how the other storylines are being affected by what's yeah. happening in the South, because it would have rooted us in Middle Earth and in mm-hmm. the area around Mordor. And we would have understood, okay, this, this place is inhabited and there's people here. And we would have had enough connection with elves that we could mm-hmm. have, you know, kind of gotten to know them. And then you start to see you bring in the other storylines and you start to see how what's happening there is starting to bleed out and affect the Harfoots, the Mm -hmm. dwarves and Elrond. And then we, and, and you can, you can have some little snippets about, or or just people even discussing Galadriel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like before Mm -hmm. she shows up and you get her story, I think it would have been a more interesting introduction to her mm-hmm. yeah it's fascinating i don't know i agree I'm, with everything you just said except i think they should have started with the harfoots that's what yeah I, i'm not I opposed to that either yeah, yeah. but yeah but ahead, i agree i i think it's a good idea yeah to start with like one because i mean mm-hmm. that's how it is in lord of the rings too like we start with frodo Mm-hmm. and then all these other characters and all these other arcs become connected through his journey mm-hmm. and so it like so you you go along with it and it's like oh okay now we're we're we start small and simple and then we expand and expand and expand that's, over time that's even how game of thrones started yeah mm-hmm. yeah it started with started everyone with together in one place yeah yeah mm-hmm. except yeah. for daenerys but that was the that was the outlier and that worked because it was the outlier. Sure. You know? you yeah. Have, yeah, and you can do that with having Galadriel be the outlier. And mm-hmm. and you would have felt the disconnect between the people living in Middle Earth and the people who haven't had to put up with this crap yeah. or at least who are on the, um, been able to step away from it for a period of time mm-hmm. as well. It's just, I think it comes down to commitment on the part of the story writers. There's so much, they have everything that they need here. They've got great actors. They've got, they've d- done a great job casting. They've got they, literally all the money on earth. All the money. Yeah. money. yeah. They they even, I would even argue that they know all the characters' motivations, that they know mm-hmm. everything that they need to know to write a good story. They're just and fumbling this is what I'm, I'm like. That, that, that's, that's what frustrates me the most. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that they have everything here to tell a good story. And I'll story-wise. say this about money. It's great and it can lead to really awesome things, but it can also lead to overmanagement, overthinking, mm-hmm. like too many cooks in the kitchen because it's like, well, we can't, yeah. we can't risk this money. Yeah. Everybody has to justify yeah. this money. And so there's no risk. Yeah. And so it's like, well, let's just keep it real even keeled and make sure that we're like hitting all the things that we can hit to please yeah. all the people. And then yeah. you fuck it up. Yeah. But it's worrisome to me that we're in this, the fifth episode, 
out of how many again? Eight. How many? Eight. 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 Right. <laughs> now I'm even more worried. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's it's concerning to me that I'm in the fifth episode where we're gearing up to what should be some me mega some interactions that are are huge in scope, right? And in this episode, in both Numenor and in um, with Bron, I never know exactly where they are, what we're calling They're that. in the Southlands. In the Southlands. That seems so general. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, the I mean, whole group in I the Southlands. In Gondor, but yeah. You know. Yeah. It, they feel, they don't feel like real communities. They don't feel like the communities that, like there's just nobody in that group in the Southlands, hardly. Like, and then half of them left and it's like, and Bronwyn's up there like, we need to stand and make a fight. And I'm looking at her like, what are you talking about? You have one elf and a bunch of like, <laughs> from what I can see, some people who stand around and don't do anything. Like there's you no- one elf. You have one. <laughs> There's no fear. Well, and then she ends up being like, well, this tower is going to fall. Well, and yeah. And that's, that like, was part of why I didn't understand. Cause I'm like in the, at the top of this episode, you're giving this rallying speech and it's like, you know, that the odds are not in your favor at all. Like, you know that, but it's like, I, but it's like, I can get on board with you being like, no, we have to stand up and fight for like our thing. Even if it means that we die in the process. Cause it's, it's better than the alternative, right? Yeah. And then suddenly at the end, she's like, oh, I guess we're not going to win. So we should probably just quit. And I'm like, girl, did you really think you were going to win at the beginning of this? Really? Yeah. Why is winning not a Yeah. 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 I don't quite get it. It's either. just you and the one elf. Are they standing <laughs> around? <laughs> and He's again, a great like, elf. But, but it seems like there's like, there's these obvious options. Like, why didn't they just, why didn't Gilgalad just tell the truth? And they ju they're just like, well, that doesn't work for the story. So we're just not even going to address it. You know, what I'm just need we have to create like, oh, drama. Fine. So we just won't. So we'll just, we'll just have Gilgalad lie. It's fine. Or keep the secret the story, just because of drama. Like, <laughs> what is the story? Did no one say, well, maybe we should <laughs> have a fair question. That would create. No, well, I don't know what the story is. So it makes me feel like <laughs> there's either too many writers or not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, going to go with too many I, because this budget many. is insane. What, what's I'm going to go with too many. This is interesting to me is that in the credits, almost every writer that's worked on the show is an executive producer. That to me is so the things like that to me, I catch and I'm like, that's a lot of people like overseeing the totality of the story. It doesn't, so I, I mean, I don't know what that means. Obviously I, I haven't spoke to anybody on the production team, but it did raise my eyebrow when I first saw that. I was like, oh really? Like every writer on this series is mm -hmm. an executive producer or listed as a producer of something. Well, I mean, um, it's, when it comes to money, Corey can do so, it, but... when it comes to money and having a lot of it, it, it always makes me think of Jaws because with Jaws, budget it really wasn't a matter of a budget as much as it was we don't know how to make what we want to see on screen happen so we have to be creative mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i don't think anyone on this show has had to be creative 
Like yeah. I don't think they've I don't think they've had enough constraint to mm-hmm. force them to think. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's really true. And this is what we get. Something that's beautiful to look at that is a total mess story wise. Which is a perfect place to end and go to break. Before we end and go to break, I just need to make it clear um for the people who aren't reading the um all the facts about mithril that this is not what why mithril exists (laughs) i just need everybody to know that this whole mithril story that they're doing they've just picked right out of their butts well um i'm not saying it's a bad thing entirely i just want everyone here to know definitely have to go to break so we can keep it as a hot take but uh, yes, I will. I will give it my. Bill gave me the Falcon, so. <laughs> which I don't do often anymore. Yeah, we really do need to go to break. Okay, so we're gonna go to break, and I'm gonna read this thing. That's my segue to the break. <laughs> Perfect. If you're enjoying this conversation, you're in luck because we're currently talking about Netflix's The Sandman. And this fall, we'll begin our long-awaited deep dive into David Lynch and Mark Frost's Twin Peaks with our throwback podcast series, That Gum You Like. And you should always keep your eyes out for more pop-ups. So for all those updates and all things Popsicle, follow us at PopsiclePod on all social medias and join our mailing list at our website, PopsiclePod.com, for all the latest news and announcements. That's PopsiclePod, P-O-P-S-K-L-P-O-D. So I shared a handful of the hot takes that I already had, because really you could only have hot takes in this episode, (laughs) ultimately. Um, The first one is, I realized one of my big problems with the development of Galadriel's character. Maybe it's not so much a hot take as it maybe is a discussion point, but whatever. Um... You know, they're writing this powerful female character. They're giving us this backstory, this beautiful, like powerful feminine character that we know from the Peter Jackson movies. And I was like, my problem is that they're, she gets angry like a man. Mm. And that is my frustration with with her. The anger is not messy. It isn't, not to say that men get angry in one way and women get angry in another way, but it's like her anger is so measured and it's so like brute and there's no tears. There's no softness. There's no messiness. Her hair is always beautiful. And she's always so like, she says the perfect thing all the time. And it's very... It's all, it's all sort of like single focused. And I'm like, I would love for there to be a little bit more wildness um, to her anger. I would really love that. Or just to her emotion or her sadness or her grief to have it be a little bit more layered. And I realized like, this is one of my headlining issues mm-hmm. is she's upset with all of these feelings and she's just sort of <clears throat> managing it. Yeah. 
she's a poorly developed character as yeah. a female character or as a male character or as a male character like i wouldn't like her anymore if she were a man no. like she it's just a poorly it's just a totally. poorly developed character yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like i that was what i found about it like part of that messiness kelly sue that i would add to it is yeah. doubt yeah we need to see doubt. some self-doubt and totally. some yeah. yeah or consideration for others you know <laughs> i would um, dare say i'm buying everything you're saying and i think what i'm about to say has not been done well either so i'm not like sure but like i feel like there's a statement about how being an elf doesn't allow you to have those messy feelings. Mm-hmm. They're and not Vulcans. Exactly. No, I'm no, like, no, since when are elves su- Vulcans? No, but they're super tight-assed. <laughs> oh, they're right. super tight-assed. <laughs> like, no, they're not emotionless. They're tight-assed. Well, you know? And, and see, I feel like that, hold that on, could hold, be... Okay. And I just, I feel like there's a, I feel like there's potential there to do it. Yeah. But that's what I think, think the writers are going for. You know what yeah. I'm saying, and sure. but they've—it's not in the story at all. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just speculation. But yeah, I think 100%. they're trying to make her like the rebel elf <laughs> who's off doing her own thing, but she's still just as tight at you know tight as the. I, I agree with that. that other guy I don't people. think that's at all inconsistent with what I was saying. So yeah, I that agree. is my so that's one hot take. The second hot take is I noticed, and I'm putting on my Phil hat. <laughs> the way that the scene with her and Halbrand was sort of shot and blocked mm-hmm. and directed. Oh Lord. I was like, this is more of me being like, are you Sauron? Because he's like, tell me everything you feel. And she goes, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, and why? And she goes, blah, 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 blah. And he's straight on looking directly in the camera and she's straight on looking directly in the camera. And I was like, is he working magic on her right now? I feel Literally, like I thought this. I was thinking in that scene, oh my God, they're going to have them effing kiss and I'm going to be really annoyed. Oh, I didn't get that, that sense at all. That sense at all. They, and yeah. then they shut it off really awkwardly, but I think that's what they're trying to allude to. I didn't get that. I thought like, he's... I literally was like, oh, this is him like working some magic right now. He is playing her. Yeah. And so I, I think we, my hot take is I think we saw Sauron in this episode, but not, it's not him. Whom? I think it's the, I think we were introduced to Sauron in the very last shot of the episode. Last scene. I don't even remember it. The, uh, little group of mystery people show up at the oh, mystery right. man oh, meteor the crater. mystery well, that's not the last shot that happened that was like on. wasn't that, that the opening the shot of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Was like very early on i think yeah. that was the opening yeah, yeah. yeah i was it wasn't oh. the opening that was, I, I was like i was like what are you talking about yeah right shot? yeah that's the chicken. last shot of the show now i will say this the, the army I think I even said it was the army they showed a picture of sauron you know looking beautiful and that that and the picture is the still, the last cutaway of the blonde, one of those three people. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. that was supposed to be Sauron. And that was a, apparently a theory, not something that was out and out stated. I will say this. That's a woman. 
and I find myself doubting. I would be pleasantly surprised if they cast a woman to be Sauron. Um, but the, those characters, those three women have names in the credits, the ascetic, the nomad, and the disciple. Those aren't names. Those are descriptions. Well, titles, whatever. But I, I, I just meant they're, they're, they're credited. They're named <laughs> wow. characters is all I meant. Slap that. Wow. Oh, Holy shit. I didn't mean to make that sound so... <laughs> Dismissive. Nah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah. That, was, but, um, that was Justin's version of no. Yeah. I, um, sorry about that. I um I don't think it's Sauron, but you could easily be right. I think it's Sauron. I, I, I think it what's Sauron's elf name? Anatar and Anatur? Uh something or like something. that. Yes. Yeah, I think. Uh but Kelly Sue, I, I, I did notice the way that scene was shot. I didn't pick up the same thing as you did. I just figured there's going to be an emotional sort of outletting, which there kind of was. But uh, that's an interesting that you read it that way. I kind of like that. I Maybe felt more. like he was, I don't know, working magic on her. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm right. My hot take, I, I have one big hot take, which okay. is to run counter to something that Claire said earlier. Mm -hmm. And that's simply that I think that that story about the origins of Mithril, I think Gilgalad's lying again. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I think I think the whole thing. I think that's yeah. all bullshit. Mm -hmm. I think it all has to do with you know, the rings. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would be really disappointed though, if, like, the reason the dwarves dig too greedily and too deep for Mithril is because the elves pushed them to do it. That would be I, I, that would not work for me. Like that would be taking something away from the dwarves. You know what I mean? And it would be mm -hmm. making the fall of Khazad Doom, the fault of the elves, that they're never taken credit for. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or they, they're never given the blame for. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, that's my mm -hmm. hot take. Cool, um, great. I think, I think my one hot take because I up until this point I've loved Bronwyn and. They 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 did her dirty in this episode, I thought. Um, but my one hot take is that you don't ask who's with you and who's not. You, yeah. you, should, you should not do that. That's going like, to be real awkward. Yeah, you should just say, all right, here's what we do. Like, we've got She's an army coming. clearly Let's never seen Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I was just like, no, you don't do that. You're giving people a choice. Don't give them the option. Uh, what are you doing? And, you know. Arendir is her Dorothy Boyd. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I guess yeah. that makes Theo the fish. <laughs> oh, I guess if, if we need a hot, another hot take, uh, Arendir didn't do shit in this episode. Not, no, that. He didn't Not a goddamn thing. He didn't. There were things. Yeah. There were, there He's were... been delivering really consistently every episode, and then it all stopped this I'm, episode. Yeah. I'm going like, to say mm -hmm. a couple things I liked about the episode. Okay. Oh, some some it, of the course. shots were really amazing, like where they're following them through the forest. They pull back and up, and they come mm -hmm. down on the tracks, and then Nori and Poppy step up to the tracks. That was an amazing shot. The shot up the side of the tree, all the way up to the leaf, and then you see uh, um, Elrond down below. Just some amazing direction and cinematography. Mm -hmm. um i liked when he saved them from the wolves great moment 
I uh, like Nori standing down at the base of the tree and trying to get a trying tree, to trying to get a like a limb like that. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, it was great. Uh, the, the way his cloak was spread out on the ground after hitting the ground, the way it's sort of like an extension from his hand was really cool. Just like things that I like. I, there are some things I have to pull from this to enjoy. Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, well, that moment was very Gandalf. It was very Gandalf. Yeah. 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 His sort of questioning, "Am I good or not?" Uh, yep. Was really that nice. was a that was a you shall not pass moment. <laughs> it totally was. He totally playing was. around with freezing things. Um, freezing things wasn't. I mean, Gandalf's thing is fire, and Saruman's been known to like cause avalanches in like a lot of snow and bad weather. So I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm kind of on the Saruman. I don't know. I feel the going down so that road. I really did not love my heels in. The one thing I did not love about it, because I was loving the whole Harfoot thing right up until yeah. Nori ran. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah, her, me too. Her I didn't like that either. Her characteristic has yeah. been that she's brave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like she fled. Like that. And she fled right after it seemed seeming, saying, hey, everyone digs you now. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. It didn't make yeah. sense. That, that felt like we're doing this for the cool reversal of. No, Nori going from being the only person who believes in him to being the only person who's afraid of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? I didn't like and that. Like, yeah, that didn't feel didn't feel earned again. Especially because he yeah. didn't do it to her. She gra- she yeah. stuck her hand in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it didn't, it like, didn't make sense. It didn't make no. sense. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. That was awful. Um, Any more hot takes before we go to? <laughs> oh. My Our favorite words for this episode. My one of my favorite lines had to have been Duran at the dinner table and <laughs> oh. the the bit about stop giving me quail's broth and oh just gosh. give me the friggin' meat. I right. want the meat and <laughs> give it to me raw. That scene is amazing, and that his <laughs> whole his whole like say it again moment. Oh yeah, like I mean, Duran is Durin like telling that Durin was story the standout. The of yeah. this episode yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah delightful yeah yeah totally. i did like um her answer to the what is this just vengeance and she goes some says something like drinking salt water does not quench your thirst i love that line that was a good line that was a great yeah. line that we needed three episodes ago <laughs> yep. i have a hot take uh, i have a positive hot take okay yes. what is it and that it's simply that and it's kind of again harkening back to something kelly sue said because accepting an apology by way of free hits has got to be the most young man thing ever. Mm-hmm. I, I literally remember being that young man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, you're getting to hit your friend and it's okay. And that's just, you know, that'll yeah. make it all better. And I kind of, I love yeah. that because it was yeah, real. I like that too. It was real. Young, dumb guys. Yes. It, it actually so finally grounded those characters a little bit, which I like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, can I bring in some, some, I just went online to look and see what who these the dweller Uh-oh. and the aesthetic and just to get more information about them. And Is it I could, dweller? Uh, yes, it's <clears throat> the main one that I'm thinking of as being Sauron is is the dweller played okay. by Friday Sasan. Um, but apparently, a this is a quote to Newsweek from executive producer Lindsay Weber. Um, we thought fans would like to know that her character and others are traveling from far to the east from the lands of Rune. 
This is an important hint as to what the dweller, the aesthetic, and the nomad are doing because the rune, according to Tolkien lore, is where the Easterlings dwell, a community loyal to Sauron. They're united in their hatred for the West, and they were followers of both the Dark Lord and his predecessor Morgoth, fighting alongside them during the Second Age, blah, blah, blah. With this in mind, it seems likely that these are three characters who are traveling through Middle-earth looking for Sauron. Well, there oh, you go. is the stranger Sauron? Was I right this whole time? He would have to... Yeah. Sauron has to be somebody who exists already in middle earth though he's not left middle earth since does he go away and then come back who knows honestly who knows yeah true like what we all know what ends (laughs) up happening so yeah it's like whatever timeline cares if he left middle earth or not (laughs) because frodo's gonna kill or when i guess smeagol's gonna kill him so exactly He's toast, and that's all that matters. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. It's time, friends. Mm. It's going to be a hard one. Because there's so many words mm. you could use. Mm. But I think I'll start with... <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I honestly wrote in my notes that episode sucked. <laughs> Great. That episode sucked. Okay. Claire. That episode was non-committal. Great. Justin. That episode was infuriating. Oh, wow. Nice. Phil. I'm going to go with a little more reserved uh, as Galadriel might frustrating (laughs) and i am going to say what i said at the top of this that episode was a hot mess (laughs) okay um no matter what we're watching and what we think about it we're gonna recommend something based on it or something that you might like based on it um Justin has it this time. (laughs) I'm just going to make a confession here and say that my recommendation has nothing to do with that episode. (laughs) If you also found this episode to be very frustrating, you might also also be frustrated by these things. Um, (laughs) I will say that it is, it it was something that was mentioned earlier, and that's Grendel. Um, it was yesterday that uh, they announced, uh, at least as of our recording, that they announced that Netflix announced that they were not going to move forward with uh, Grendel, which had had an eight-episode order, um, but they are going to allow it to be shopped around. Uh, Grendel is one of the great independent comics of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the brainchild of Matt Wagner. Uh, it's a generational story about the spirit of anger and aggression and how it manifests in people. Um, And it manifests in different people in different ways. Uh, The story is 
far flung. It starts off in like the eighties, but ends up in a weird, crazy post-apocalyptic future. And all kinds of fascinating stories have been told through the lens of Grendel. Hmm. Um, they are currently releasing uh, the Grendel Omnibus. The first uh, installment has been out for about a year. And the second volume two just dropped. Um, and these are, it's very noirish, dark fantasy superhero stuff. Um, and it's, it's, it's very mature. It's, it's definitely not for kids. And it's, I mean, it's about violence and aggression and anger yeah. and how that poisons. And I think it's one of the things that I love most. And if you like, you know, dark fantasy fiction, you might really dig Grendel. Lisa K. Weber, I think you would dig Hunter Rose, who is the first Grendel. Okay. <laughs> I, awesome. he, I probably would. He seems would like then. your kind of guy. Um, oh. Anyway, Grendel, <laughs> I see what you're Beautiful. saying. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, so definitely check out Grendel, y'all. Cheekbones. Um, no, no, I picked up on what you were saying. Yeah. Cheekbones. Totally. Cheekbones. I'm going to get you. Every time. I'm a sucker for cheekbones. It's <laughs> a perfect sign off. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all we have for this episode. Of... Listen, we gave it a lot. We really did. We did. We're hanging in there. I'm really proud of us. I'm proud of us who, you know, started out with high hopes and those who started out with not so high hopes. And once again, bringing a fair and open mind, even though it's probably settled, you know, I start every episode, like being like, maybe this is the one that turns it all around. Like I honestly do. I'm like, maybe this turns it around. Well, I, hopefully, I'm trying to keep an open mind. I'm eager yeah. for every next episode. One, like, Let's watch Rings of Power, babe. You know, and hopefully <laughs> the next one will be the one that turns it all around. And the only way to find out is by tuning in here, not the show. Tune in to us. <laughs> Skip the show. <laughs> Just come and see what we thought about. Show. Ignore the show. <laughs> come here and listen to us, and we'll let you know on our next episode. <laughs> oh, and you will definitely know. You will definitely know. So until next time. Here's hoping. This has been a Popsicle Podcast production. This is the most Popsicle Podcast (laughs) production we've ever done. If you're enjoying this conversation... If you're enjoying this conversation, you're in luck.